Okay, let's go, gentlemen. Good morning. Okay, so we're going back to Mesilad Yesharim. We have, uh, we, just to tell you what we covered so far, we did the Hakdama, we did the, uh, we did the introduction, that was Perek Aleph, we did the first chapter, we did, happens to be the end of the book, we spent a lot of time on humility. Now we're going back to second chapter, Perek Bet. Mesilat Yesharim is the sefer that's built. This this sefer, this book, this sefer is the encyclopedia of Musa. You know what that means? That means anytime someone speaks about any subject that's worthwhile, of anything that has to do with the person, Mesilat Yesharim is usually the address. Where it begins. Some books are written, we'll call it, without paying attention to every word. But this book is not that way. This book you could learn from the reason why he used this word, why he used that word, was written with a very precise, uh, uh, we'll call it, um, system and the author therefore wrote it in a way that we could actually look into the words and ask why do you use that word what were you trying to say in that situation anyway the sefer this sefer uses a specific ladder you know what a ladder is a ladder has rungs in order to Elevate, a person needs to know the steps. One leads to another, and another, and another, until you get to the top. You jump to the top without knowing. So not only will you fall, you probably don't have enough to be able to achieve because there are steps to get there. So anyway, this book uses the system of one of the great Tanaim his name is Rabbi Pinhas ben Ya'ir the, the, Rabbi Pinhas ben Ya'ir says that we all know there's a mitzvah of learning Torah he says Torah mevi lide zehirut in the first thing that Torah does for a person is it makes them zahir. What does it mean, zahir? Huh? Cautious. 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 Careful. Which means you start thinking about everything you do. You think about every act. You think about your relationships. You think about your marriage. You think about how to raise your children. You think about the way you talk. You think about the way you spend your free time. You think about your specific and your general attitude. A person who learns Torah, a person who learns Torah, 
and it doesn't leave that person to be more careful in his actions is not learning Torah. Follow? If you tell me that I go learn, but I'm not being more careful in what I do, then you're not learning. Because Torah brings a person to be more careful. That's a rule. So if you're not being more careful in what you do, if you're not thinking more about what you do, then you're not learning. What do you mean I'm not learning? I'm learning. I know. Learning is not just showing up to a class. Learning means you're actually absorbing what you're learning. Whether you're learning a Gemara or you're sitting in shul during Seudah Shadishit and the rabbi speaks or you're hearing words of Musar. It's all called learning. But many people go to classes but never learn. They go to class either because they feel they have to. It's an obligation. They go to class because they enjoy it. They like knowledge. They enjoy the challenge of understanding new things, of hearing new things. But that doesn't mean they learn. They're learning the Torah from, a, from, a, from an external perspective. But is the Torah being learned by them? Very often not. It's a very big difference when you listen to internalize or you listen to learn externally. Many people that we know, including ourselves, we have this habit of learning but keeping it outside of our, of our life. Right? Not internalizing. So he's saying that if you learn Torah properly, it brings to Zehirut. It's automatic. It's going to make you think more about what you do. Once the Hazonish told the students, he says that a real, this is going to sound a little very, going to sound heavy for us. The Hazonish says that a Jew, a real Jew, an authentic Jew, okay? It's not so easy to be an authentic Jew. We have a lot of fake Jews around. They're Jews, of course, in their DNA, but they're not living up to their Jewish identity. So an authentic Jew is a person who doesn't move until he checks with Shulchan Aruch. How to move. How to walk. There's a Shulchan Aruch of how to walk. Right? Shulchan your shoes, everyone knows that, right? How to dress. You know the Shaharukh address? No. You know, no idea? A Jew dresses a certain way, not just the modesty of the clothing, just the way you get dressed. There's Shaharukh and the way you get dressed. There's Shaharukh of how to wake up. There's Shaharukh how to go to sleep. There's Shaharukh of what you say and how you say. There's Shaharukh of. There isn't a movement really in life that doesn't have. A code that doesn't have a code in Shulchan Aruch. It doesn't exist. Everything in your business, in your relationships, with yourself, with others, with your parents, with your grandparents, 
there's really nothing that we can do that is outside the realm of Shurhan Aruch. Now, for someone who doesn't have Zehirut in their life, that seems very, very heavy. But that's really the level that we're supposed to be aspiring to. That before we do something, in anything that we do, we check with the creator of the world and we ask, how do you do this? What's the right way? People get married, how awesome is this? How awesome is it that people get married and forget not referring to Shohan Aruch. They don't even ask anybody for advice. A guy gets married, doesn't feel he needs to get advice, doesn't feel he needs to sit down, take a course, sit down with somebody to mentor him, sit down with a rabbi for a few weeks to just to get a, a little bit of a understanding of a heads up. Guys, a child. How many people after they had a child ran to find out what is the, what's the itinerary here? What are we doing? What's the plan? How are we raising this kid? What do I gotta do? Nobody. They're celebrating the kid. They make a party. They're all excited. And they totally forget that there are rules. There are things to do here. You can mess up this child's life. You can literally destroy this kid. Which, unfortunately, I don't want to say most because you'll say it's too much. But many parents destroy their kid's life. You don't believe that? Huh? I'm not talking in, in Zimbabwe. I'm talking here. I'm talking people in shul every day. They're literally destroying their kids' lives. By, by feeding them the wrong things. By showing them the wrong things. By behaving the wrong way. By modeling the wrong things. By the wrong mindsets. By the, you have a kid who's 16 years old and he's, he's a mess. He has no confidence. He's jealous of every person around him. He's very, has no, no, uh, no, no, no um, self-worth. He, he, his, his priorities are off. He can't wake up in the morning because he's not interested to live that much. Uh, and then the parents say, what happened? What happened? For the, for the most part, you did it. Yes, what happened? It's you. Of course, children have free choice. Charlie, stop. You gotta learn. Stop wasting your time here. Huh? We'll make a deal. If you change after you learn, you don't have to pay me. But if you just come here to learn, you owe a lot of money. If you're gonna change. <laughs> course all with good intentions nobody has bad intentions but the reality is that good intentions don't produce a great business they don't produce a great marriage and they don't produce great children they don't produce a great life good intentions is nothing there's rules there's rules of how to bring up a healthy person again children have free choice at the end of the day yes 
But we have, but for example, when a, when a father comes home and is down because someone didn't give him the right respect and he's upset about it, so that's a very big message to a child that our life happiness is guided by other people's opinions. When a person says, oh, look what they have, if the subject of the Shabbat table is about what other people are doing, oh, you heard when they went on vacation? Ooh, you heard what they bought? If the nature of the discussions on the Shabbat table is other people and what they're doing, that's a huge, huge lesson. It's what, what, what's important to you is what you talk about. So when you discuss those things, they become a priority. So many things that we do in the home, whether it's the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we interact with our wives, certainly what we allow our children to be around, Television is a huge issue. I know you don't like to hear it sometimes, but it's a fact. You don't have to like it, but it's a fact. It's a fact that television ruins your children. Not religiously, it ruins them. It ruins their mindset. It's giving them, if you think you might be a role model that's not so good for your son or daughter, think about all the great people behind the screen who are a bigger role model than you. Because they spend more time with them than you. And then they're going to raise your children. And then you wonder why your children are messed up. Television is a big deal. You don't have to be religious today to realize that television is destroying your kids. Absolutely. Don't, don't, don't fool yourself. Wake up one day, what's, what's wrong with my kid? He's not responsible. My kid is not so happy. He's not so appreciative. Doesn't respect his parents. What's wrong? Go consult with all these babysitters that you gave them for 15 years and then ask why it happened. It's hard to hear this. Because uh, we think that uh, television is as important to the house as a dining room table. You know, most people, they will not move into a house without a TV. Dining room table could come in a few months. Can I have a TV? First television, then a bed. He's right, by the way. Mercer's right. Mercer's right. You give, you give your kid a smartphone when he's 11 years old that's open to the world. What do you think is going to happen? What's going to happen to that? Right? Bookcases. Hear that? I said, give a kid a smartphone when they're young. What happens to that? Huh? Besides all the schmutz and garbage you have the chats, you have the different things that are, they're involved in. You think a smartphone produces healthy children? You think it's possible? It is impossible for a child to be into his smartphone and be a normal adult. Not possible. The whole mindset is different. The whole attitudes are different. It's a fact. Again, but parents, not from a bad place, they just never asked. They never bothered consulting with people about raising their children. So how could, it, how could that be? Answer is, when you don't have zehirut, 
when you're not careful, you do a lot of things that are silly, and you end up in very bad places, and then you blame God for it also, by the way. Guy, the guy does all the wrong things, he gets all the wrong products, and he says, Hashem, what are you doing to me? That's what it is. That's how life is. Hineh. Hainiana zehirut. What is this subject called to be careful? What does that mean? He says, even to be careful, you need to learn how to be careful. Here I'm telling you, people aren't careful. He's telling you, but there's a system of how to be careful. That a person is careful with his actions and with his his word usually means subject. What does that mean? You have to be careful in your actions. And your projects and your projects. So it means like this. It means that Zehirut, being careful, has two aspects. There's being careful in your actions, in your day-to-day, in your moment-to-moment. What are you gonna say? Right? When are you gonna keep quiet? Where are you going? How are you going? How to deal with this? That's called ma'asav. Before you do something, you're careful. Am I doing the right thing? Good. That's called ma'asav. Being careful in your moment-to-moment actions. Not just to do things. Be careful. Ayyanav means... You're careful in your general attitude. You know what that means? It means that in life, we develop a certain attitude. Not necessarily what we're doing this second, but for example, we have a certain attitude about what's called success in life. You have 200 people walk into this room this morning, they have a certain attitude. Each one of them, what's called success in life? One guy thinks that success is being popular. If you walk into a room and everybody knows you and they give you this big hug and smile and they tell you how much they love you, of course, even though you know it's fake, it doesn't matter. As long as people are saying hello to you, with warmth, and they're giving you a big kiss, and they say, Michael, you're a great, you're awesome. Yeah? Success. Success in life, there's a guy walking in this morning, in his mind, his anyan, his, what's he shooting for? He's shooting for social acceptance, popularity, and reaching great heights in that area. He wants to be invited to all the in parties. There are people right now in this city, as we speak, who are walking around worried when they're going to be on the in list. Much more people than you think. Now the in list could mean different things in different sections. Is the in list for a 10 year old? 
and there's an endless for a 60 year old. Also, 70 year old. How old are you? Between 60 and 70. <laughs> Isaac, you know what I'm talking about? You know the endless, right? So there are people in their mind that's really what matters. Now, that's not what they're doing moment to moment. But that's, their, that's called their enyan. That's called their general outlook of success. They're trying to be successful in that, in that area. Then there are people who are very focused on money. That's really all their focus is how much money I'm going to make, how fast I'm going to make it. Dave, you look tired. Are you with me? Okay, let me make sure. Yeah. Then there's a person whose general mindset is... What other examples do we have? That a person has their general direction, right? Their general mood is complaining. They're not complaining this second. They're not complaining right now. But their whole attitude is always of like, yeah, kvetching. I like that. Where's that? Where are you doing that? Tel Aviv. You know kvetching. There's no good English word for it. There's no good English word. Just a, just a general attitude of, of just never good enough. This is ne- a negative person, exactly. A negative person is a mindset. That's not called what I do this second. My whole, my whole attitude, I'm just negative. A negative guy. There's a guy who's an angry person. He's just angry all the time. He's always ready to blow up at somebody. He's an angry, generally an angry person. Or you have a person who hates people. He hates everyone who sees him. It's the mindset. He just hates humanity. Everybody's fake. Everyone's a liar. Everyone is ready to stab you. You know people like that? They just walk around and their whole view of humanity is just one horrible group of people. Only he is the sincere person who loves everyone. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. And again, that's not called that's not called changing in action. That's not called changing in act. You understand? It's changing your whole mi- your whole mindset is warped. Obviously, you can't only be careful in changing your actions because if your whole mindset is off, changing your actions is just a matter of time before it's not going to do anything. You got to change your whole mindset. There are people all day are thinking about what others have. That's just their mindset. They're always looking to see what other people are doing. That's a, they're followers. Their mindset is a following mentality. Who are they following? Depends on their social climate. Some people are following the rich guy. Some people are following the guy that they look up to for other reasons. They're followers. That's their mindset. They live their whole life like that. Their whole life is based on what other people are doing because that's who they follow. How many more examples do you want before you leave? 
<laughs> Michael, this Rabbi, sounds familiar to you? <laughs> Rabbi, yes. The, the first statement encompasses almost everything else. At what? The, uh, the fact that social? You know, social status. Not everybody. No. Depends on the person. Some people are anti-social. But, but, they, but they talk about it. They put on their shirt. You know what I'm saying? They're anti-social. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't go to parties. <laughs> That's their mindset. No, I don't, I don't like those things. That's their, that, that's their attitude. Everyone's got their own... Everything in its opposite can become... You're, 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 yeah, yeah. You know the guy who like looks like he doesn't care what he's wearing? You know that guy? No, some people, they look like they don't care what they're wearing. I say, it take them three hours to look like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, to mess your hair just enough. <laughs> Again, that's a mindset. The mindset is, I don't care what anyone thinks. That's how I live my life. Look, I'm going to wear whatever I want. I'm going to look the way I want. I'm going to say what I want. It's also a mindset. Follow? Everything is a mindset, exactly. But that's what he's telling you. Being careful isn't just being careful as you do. That's one subject. But... Your whole attitude of life needs to be uh, maybe adjusted. You got to be careful. How do, you, how do you think all day long? What, what's your priorities? Where are the things that occupy your mind? You follow? So you got to be careful in that area also. That's what he's saying. Before you do something, think again. Right? Anybody who starts smoking, which, which dip starts to smoke? Tell me. You have to be a really sick to start smoking. Not smoking marijuana. See, for what reason? You don't need it. You don't need it. It's not a natural desire. You don't need it. For what reason would you addict yourself with something that's not necessary? For what reason? Elama, what's the reason? He's not thinking. That's all. People just don't think. And when you don't think, you end up doing things that are damaging to your health. Things that there's no reason they even have to do it. Because you're not nizhar. A person has to be careful in your actions before you do something. That's a moment to moment. Your general view and outlook. You have to ask yourself, how's my outlook? How am I doing? How am I doing in the way I perceive, in the way I live, in the way I see things? You gotta be careful in that too, because you might be completely off. And actually many of your bad consequences is emanating from the wrong mindset. So you gotta sit down and you gotta know. By the way, Yanav. It's also, for example, what's your attitude to marriage? You know, there is the day-to-day of marriage, the minute-to-minute of marriage, 
That's ma'asav of marriage. What you should say, what you shouldn't say. What you should do, what you shouldn't do. But then there is the inyanav. How do you view marriage altogether? What is it? How do you view this thing called marriage? What is it about? Why did you get married for? For what reason you got married? Because you were lonely? Because you needed physical pleasures? Why is it that you got married? For what is the purpose of marriage? What is the inyan of marriage? What's my goal in a marriage? Of course, there's many things in a marriage. But what is it that I'm trying to achieve here? It's very important. You build the house, right? There's the day-to-day of the house. But then there's, what's the whole idea of having a house? What's my house supposed to look like? What is my house goal? There's a goal of having a home, right? What does it mean to have a house? What is it? That's called Enyanav. It's called seeing the bigger picture and seeing how you understand the bigger picture. Imagine how big of a waste of time it would be to try to help somebody on his moment-to-moment actions when his whole ideology is messed up. Say, oh, you know, you got to be careful with that. And his mind says, it's somewhere else. That's a great question. He's asking, let me say first what his question is. His question is, a Islam is a smart man. Why would he first say, a person should be careful with his actions and his ideology? Shouldn't he say, right? Should be, act, should be careful with ideology and his actions second. Actions come from your ideology. So why would he list it backwards? A great question. The answer is, it's much harder to change ideology than to change an action. If I tell you right now, instead of doing this, do that. It's easier. Actions are easier to change than an entire ideology. You've been living with a certain ideology for 25 years. You walk out of a class, you're not going to change that in one second very difficult to change a mindset but changing actions is something within our power much easier and that can get you to change your ideology but you first have to be careful in your masab but you also have to know the big picture if you only work on your actions it won't get you anywhere if your ideology if you're not careful about where you want to become so changing your actions won't do anything. A person's mindset is much more difficult than changing an act. I tell you, don't say that word anymore. Don't say that word to your wife anymore. If I tell you, don't say that word to your wife anymore, that's within your reach. Even though you've been doing it for a hundred years, stop saying it. It's easier. To change your mindset, not so easy. If you change your actions first, because that's easier, you can develop a change of mindset as well. But you have to be aware of your goal in your mindset, which means you could change your actions, but that's not going to help your mindset unless you have a goal of changing your mindset. So you need the action and you have a goal and then it will get there. You will change your mindset. You can actually become a happy, satisfied person instead of a complainer. But you gotta change your actions first. You gotta talk differently. 
You gotta act differently. And then it will change your ma'asim. That's why he's talking here, not on a, as far as what's more important, your mindset's more important than your actions. But when it comes to practicality, where you get your mindset to change. He's talking practical. To be careful, you gotta change your actions, and then it will have an impact on your mindset. So that's the, that's the areas. Nizhar be maasav u be Okay, gentlemen.